he's the owner of the most educated feet in professional wrestling. Some would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. All right, that's D. Scott, our favorite DJ. And below wow. me is the Scooby to our doobie. Did you say blow me? No, that's <laughs> blow me. Hey, Mr. Would you blow me? Hey, Wolf himself, Mr. Bobby Fish, and our guest, give him the proper introduction, Robert. Yes, our guest is none other than Malachi Black. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. uh... Yes, thank you, sir, for coming on the Undisputed Podcast with Frank and Dennis. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, wait, no, I was I was looking forward to this a lot. I haven't yeah. I haven't done a lot due to like you know this this this. Well, you can see behind me this crazy move that are you know yeah. nothing but my walls are empty. Where there's usually hordes of like artwork and stuff like that. Everything is empty. Um, so yeah, this Where'd... was this was like um, you know something that I welcomed because uh, I mean we get to talk about. Perhaps my favorite thing in the world is professional wrestling with yes, uh, one of my favorite opponents of all time, which is Bobby Fish, and uh, two gentlemen that I'm new to. But it's no, Bobby, you are. Much appreciated, my friend. You and I, you and I, obviously have um, have always had, um, you know, like a like a like a, a layer of respect towards each yes, other, especially with the styles that we wrestled in. And like a while ago, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I had you on. Uh, one of my uh, my little uh, little throwing hands with, and that was yes, a, a very yes, cool way to get to know Which was a pleasure, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we're actually bringing it back in the new in the new gym, so we'll probably do a part two because we got a lot yeah, of stuff in that one. And uh, yeah, we've been uh, always like, especially last week, we were talking a lot, uh, setting up for this, kind of like sharing some ideas and thoughts, and you know, and and it's always funny to me how similar you and i are in terms mm. of like how we approach the wrestling from you know the martial arts background and how to translate that and yeah it's just uh, it's, it's it's always been it's always uh it's always been a pleasure so well uh sentiment returned right back at you sir um mm-hmm. i i think that there is there is definitely something to that especially with uh the day and age that you and i happen to live in and and our pro wrestlers in because mma has really given way to um this section of pro wrestling where Mm -hmm. uh the martial arts is is totally welcome and you know i remember the wrestling i grew up on like you know they would mention stan lane from uh, the midnight express and his karate whatever experience but it was never really you know the fans were just not educated uh to really understand it so any kick was considered like martial arts arts, right where you and i know how nuanced it is and how different Mm. it is and and uh, i really you know i love the fact that um you know, once you get your foundation of pro wrestling, it's on you to start to add your flavor. And you mm-hmm. and I share the love of the martial arts. Therefore, yep. that's the flavor we both uh, tend to uh, put in the ice cream cone. Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, yes. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 That's, I mean, I, I don't think I could have said it any better. I think, um, you know, like, like Heyman used to say, to me, he said, like, I think in the, in, in, in the future, people are going to look at guys like you to kind of like leading the way into like 
translating a little bit more Western style pro wrestling mixed with martial arts versus, you know, back in the nineties when there was like, the, the, you know, shoot the shoots, uh, pancreas stuff, which was complete and other like more MMA with pro wrestling influences, where it's almost yes. like it's flipped nowadays. Yes. Like pro wrestling influence, like, you know, uh, martial arts and stuff. And, um, and I, and, and I think slowly, but surely, I think that, you know, you can, you can see it here and there. Um, but I do think that, and I, and, and I say this after 23 years and for the most part, I, I always have a hard time, uh, giving myself any acknowledgement or giving, uh, you know, that acknowledgement. I, I do think that like guys like you, myself, Kyle, uh, Shinsuke, um, you know, are one of the, one of the first ones to really like took what the guys did before us, you know, you know, even like looking back at like Kenta and Loki and like even drawing that out, you know, even, even, even more so. And even though like, you know, these guys were pioneers, you know, in the own right. Like, you know, guys like that made me think, but guy, guys like, like Kyle also made me think guys like you made me think. And, you know, it was funny because I remember this is a very long time ago when you were still with Noah. I saw a music video uh, of you, and it was you. A lot of your Noah footage combined with like you, you work in bags and stuff. And I remember thinking to myself, "Wow, there's another guy that does the same like me. This is so cool." I wonder. <laughs> you know, and then, like, right. progressively, obviously, you were yeah. making more name for yourself in the U.S. and kind of like yeah. I started going into the U.S. a little bit more. And so, like, it's it was just like fun. And then, like, obviously, you no, know, I've I've known Kyle for a very long time, but Kyle didn't have that style at the time. And like, right. also, he you saw him like you know evolve, and my style evolved. And I, for me, it was just natural because of the love of martial arts that I would t take something and you and I have had this conversation several times where I would take a technique, a sweep, a teep, uh, you know, a hackney or something or like an under like leg catch and then go like, how do I translate this in yeah. pro wrestling? So we'd have to like slice it up, deconstruct yeah. it completely and then slowly but surely build it up yes. with keeping the technique intact as much as possible and still have the oomph of the execution minus the well, if they hit you with this, you're going to be completely obliterated, knocked out, teeth down your throat. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of, kind of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Um, and the same goes with a lot of submissions and stuff. Um, but I feel like there's a few guys that are really good at translating that. And yeah. I, I like, you know, I, th I think obviously, like you and Kyle are definitely, definitely part of that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the compliment and I, I return it right back at you. I've been, I was aware of you long before we, we knew each other because of that. Um, and I, I think speaking first to the idea of figuring this out and as you start to figure it out, like where and what martial arts techniques can be used and what, like, I think it takes a very, um, critical lens oh, and a, yeah. a lot of um self-awareness to be able to s be honest with yourself about mm -hmm. like, well, what looks right and what what about yep. some of the legitimate techniques can i not find a way to and I'm yep. going to try to, you know, kayfabe is what it is. I'm going to try to still be respectful of it, but you know, sure. what, what, what ones can be done in a pro wrestling sure. style and what ones can't, because some things just can't, 
However, some things in pro wrestling and martial arts, there some things from martial arts in in pro wrestling, there's no need for. One of which that is glaring to me, and I would like to get your thoughts on this, but it's like, okay, so like the jab. The -hmm. jab has really no place in pro wrestling. Why? Mm -hmm. It's very hard to make it fit pro wrestling is probably Mm -hmm. the most polite way for me to say it. But Mm -hmm. a guy like Terry Funk used to use it. A guy like Samoa Joe still, he uses it. I tried using it and just Mm -hmm. it was one of those things that i had to be honest with myself and go i can't i now can i throw a legitimate jab fuck yeah i Mm -hmm. can't do a martial arts and stuff as a child but can i do it in pro wrestling terms no and keep it intact yeah so it had to go yeah yeah so that that actually reminds me um Right as myself and uh, Bo Dallas were kind of like on our downtime, uh, we used to go to the PC on uh, every Wednesday morning. We would kind of train for like two, three hours and we would just wrestle. You know, we would just go in the performance center. We would just like wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. We would just like set a timer and we would just, you know, go. And then afterwards, we would kind of practice some techniques and stuff. Okay. And for the longest time, I tried doing a one, two just uh, like, you know, jabbing across. And mm-hmm. I would like, obviously I would have to try to find a location where, you know, you know, I, I, I couldn't like, you know, fully blast them like on his, on his chin and stuff like that. So I had to first, what I have to do is I have to slow my momentum down and really like trying to find a target. So eventually, I, you know, the target would be the side of the throat. Yeah. Um, but you obviously already know the danger with that because one, one inch to the, to the, to the right and you're right down on his throat. So yeah. I managed to like do it like a little bit, but a standalone jab, I couldn't do. I had to follow it up with that cross because yeah. I couldn't do the jab without it. And that sounds really strange, but I couldn't do just this. I had to do this, this, because yeah, that, no, was, that yeah. was the only way for me to make it look good. It doesn't sound strange to me. Yeah. Because it, to, to me, um, I, there's a uh, balance and a counterbalance to everything. Yeah. That's what martial arts very much is. So a oh, lot of times... What's up, buddy? What's up? <laughs> hearing all these voices? You want to say hi? Come say hi. You want to say hi? Oh, look, whoa, look at them oh. eyes. Oh, yeah. Hey, who was it who had their... Uh, oh, it was Moose. Yeah, just don't show us his butthole. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I will not. Moose had his cat's butthole on our Yeah, no, I mean, I know they have them, but I'm not a big fan of them. I know that some men just whiff yeah. them out to decide. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this, uh, yeah, yeah. This gentleman I mean, just came in to say hi. That is you know, uh, um, Blue, Blueberry, which is my wife's favorite. Uh, even, <laughs> well, even, even more so than me. Yeah. So um, I appreciate you uh, sparing us the anatomy yes. um, lesson. The cat's <laughs> anus, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, but <laughs> back to uh, martial arts. Let's get yeah, this back in a, in, a, in a recognizable lane. Um, yes, exactly. I think for for me, um, what I realized, and and I think it's different for everybody, but what what mm-hmm. I realized was with the the combinations I was most comfortable with, and key to all of it's it's such a process this is not something that you're going to change quickly it's it's a process but was that if i'm gonna throw a cross i just started throwing forearms forearms i can throw 
in mm-hmm. a manner very reminiscent of my cross. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, oh, stopped, okay. I, see what you're I, saying. I stopped even trying to throw a cross. And like I said, mm-hmm. the jab had gone away. You know, I had realized pretty early on, like, eh, it's not my, not my, my, my jam, yeah. but what I years later, once I really, this was kind of around red, red dragon time. What I really mm-hmm. started to figure out worked was so kind of like I said before, there's a, a balance, there's a counterbalance to everything was yeah. instead of jabbing um, any combination where I would jab if I mm-hmm. did a drop step or a switch step. So you know how like nowadays in martial arts or kickboxing, you get a lot of people that, that fight right-handed and left-handed. Um, so <laughs> all, all of them are just showing up right now. So Bobby, I do not mean to interrupt you, but all of them are just, please, this is, this is Willow. We have five more to go. So okay. Wow. Keep on talking. Five no more again. to go. Good Lord. Yes. My daughter's name is Willow. Well, there we go. There you go. She's not here. She loves cats too. She loves it. cats. She loves Only cats. Only don't love cats. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I, yeah, so I found that like, I can do this, um, mm-hmm. almost stutter step and in, and okay. I just don't throw the jab. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of lines me up for where I need to be to continue my combination. So it's something that I do. Um, it's really interestingly enough, if anybody knows my stuff, the, uh, the motion is the same one I do on my entrance to, before I start to throw my combination. And ah. just found that it puts me in the position to right. come back with a good looking cross. So yeah. I, 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 so now it's funny. This is where the repetition comes in. Yeah. You, I can you know, see you like, do it in my head now because now it makes sense. Cause like, I know it, like obviously you did it to me in, 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 in several yes. matches. But now I remember you doing it in your entrance, and now I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes that sense. replaces yeah. any any combination in martial arts where I throw, yeah. a, I start with a jab, I yeah. replace it with that, and it seems yeah. to work. Now, how did I figure that out? I don't know. Maybe like definitely trial and error, but probably a thousand reps that failed mm-hmm. prior to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you have to. I think I think that's the that's there the, you go. the element, right? The, yes. the, the the thousand the thousand failed attempts. That's 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 the that's the road to success. Yeah, like it's it's the, it's the failure that will bring you to success. It's not like the yeah. success doesn't come without the failure. And I think mm-hmm. uh, whether it's martial arts or pro wrestling in general, like I I have failed more times than I've ever succeeded. But right. that's exactly the point of of yeah. of, of becoming better, right? Because like without yeah. failure, you don't get better. And that's that's yeah. that's a life. Yeah. yeah, it's funny you bring it up because that's the exact same way where like. Again, like, you know, you take, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you take something as like, uh, you know, the spinning heel kick. Mm-hmm. And um, the amount of time that I thought to myself, well, if I hit someone with this, they're just going to, it's just going to be, gonna it's going to be wonderland. <laughs> wonderland. And like, they're going to evaporate. I mean, I have, pe- I've, I've hit, I've hit you with it relatively mm-hmm. snuck mm-hmm. Uh, in our first match on NXT. I remember mm-hmm. seeing that going like, yeah, that was, you know, but there's always a few balances that I have. You know, the balance here is always like, you know, we're on TV, so I'd rather it like it's a finish, so I'd rather it being like like something that I'm that I'm content with. But I still pull back enough to not put people out 
or like rock them or like, you know, um, yeah. I remember this story between me and uh, me and Randy Orton, one of the live events of the first time we wrestled in England and um, Randy came up to, um, to my wife and he's like, Hey, you know, like when he wrestles on like NXT, it looks very like, you know, like, like he's, he's, he's in there. Like it's, it, it looks, you know, <laughs> But how is it in like and, and and my wife was like oh no you're gonna be fine it's it's, it's gonna be fine and then uh, yeah. me and me and obviously Randy get into it and obviously Randy being the most the greatest I, I cannot I cannot express to you how it is there to be in there with Randy Orton who is just yeah he he is a step above being a ring general like yeah, he just that, knows that. everything and the yeah. slightest body movement and everybody is, it's insane how yeah. crazy good Randy is so it's time you know to come for the for the for the heel kick. And, um, you know, I hit him with it. And as I hit him with it, he goes, oh, brother, that's amazing. And he falls down. <laughs> <laughs> like one of my favorite stories. That's fantastic. I got to say, your batting average with the Black Mass is, mm-hmm. and I know we, you don't call it that anymore, but it'll always be the Black Mass to me. But your batting sure. yeah, average yeah, yeah. Yeah. is very, very good. And I use Thank the batting you. average analogy just because, yeah. like, that's the sort of critical you need to be with yourself on the come yep. up is that like, I'll yep. use the super kick as an example. I figured, you know, I did Taekwondo, so that's a step behind sidekick. And I always threw a great one of those, but yep. I didn't throw a good super kick. And I tried for like five years and mm. finally was honest enough with myself to say like, okay, it, my yeah. super kick is a mediocre kick and I can't. <laughs> You know, it wasn't average. super. No, it definitely there was wasn't nothing super. super about it. It was it was very average. <laughs> the average kick. Yes, the average kick. And nobody's pinning anyone with the average kick. So it's funny. Again, yeah, it had to go. But I applaud your uh batting average on the back mass. It's, well, it's, I mean it's one of the top top tier. Well, thank you. But like I mean, you're also very well aware that there's a few ones that I've like horribly missed. Um, there's, 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 yeah, yeah, like, like, I mean, it happens with everything, and there's, sure. there, there's, was that? I said sure, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and, and especially one, when that is the finish. Yes, there's and, one and in particular that is always like, you know, that's the one that I always like, you know, refer to, and it's kind of funny because it relies on um, a lot of like the body control and technique that you know when when it comes to being an in ring competitor, how both people have to be in tune with you know the right footwork and stuff. Yeah. And even then, you know, like 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 the example I'm about to give you is a moment where there was a disconnect, right? And thousands of of proper attempts, thousands thousands of like successful attempts, and then it only does only one thing tweaks and it just crumbles, right? That's how delicate yeah. it is. So. It's uh, myself as NXT champion against Lars Sullivan, and I think you guys already know what I'm what you know what I'm talking about. Um, Who was it? Sullivan. Uh, L- Lars Sullivan. Yeah, and uh, I hit that stomp on his back. We get up, and he's supposed to feed into me, and then you know take the heel kick. And mm-hmm. uh, back when we were uh, um, back when we were uh, you know in NXT, we used to do the we used to have the live events, and a lot of times we would run the matches on live events, but we would not run the actual finishes, right? Yeah. Um, so every night me and Laura's are having a fantastic match. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, the only thing obviously we tweak is the, is the finish. So instead of like hitting the, hitting the spinning heel kick, um, I, I use, I use like a regular knee followed up with something else. Um, so 
when the time of the pay-per-view comes, that same exact same thing, you know, I hit him. And I remember Terry, Terry Taylor, right before we go out, like Terry said to Lars, make sure that you, you know, you come in correctly. You, you time it right, right? Because it was, it was delicate. It was very delicate. But, you yeah. know, I, we wanted to pull it off. And I hit him. I roll through. He gets up. I gets up. But there was something, and he, and I forever know that he's always like, and he's he's every single time I've ever seen him afterwards, he's always apologized for me for this for this <laughs> moment. Same thing. But it's just it's just about the delicacy of it, right? So yeah. I'm expecting him because as I feed, I'm I'm, I'm going because I'm because we, we we ran this same type of like um, body language and uh, a timing every single night, and it was successful. We just exchanged the technique, and now yeah. because it's distinct, and for some reason, as he like turns he takes an extra step for a cell yeah. and then he feeds in so you see my kid go because i'm anticipating yeah. his because we're clocked in right and for yeah. some reason something didn't go there like for something he took an extra yeah. step and he, he 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 didn't know why and it like it completely obviously you know it, it misses nice. and there's a, there's 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 a, there's, a, there's a timing issue and again yeah. these things happen you know these things happen they um, do yes i've had it where like you know i go for the heel kick and it's like you know, and I'm always very good about connecting because, like, I, I was always terrified. Like I said, I your batting average is, oh, is amazingly good, Thanks. in my opinion, for something where, like, you are taking your eye off the prize for a second. Yes. You have that, you know, your your back is turning. There's no way yeah. that you, you're you not going to see it the whole time. Yeah. And, and and especially that, that, you know, the thing with Lars is, like, you know, that shows you how delicate that turning my, my back for a second is. Because right. it was one timing issue, one split second of him taking that extra step, and it threw everything off. And it's like yeah. it's a house of cards, man. Um, yeah, so agreed. It's 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 it shows how delicate, like you know, wrestling is, and how you know accidents are. You know, they're they're, they're quick and they happen, and that's why they are techniques like hundreds and thousands of times, and that's mm. why you know based on like one of the conversations that you and i had in um you know d d during this week where i see a lot of the younger talents yeah trying a lot of striking and i just i just i just i just see what's i just see what's not there and i yeah. I, I don't blame them for trying i don't no uh, of course not i don't blame them either no exactly but the the, the the differences between myself and you and like and, like, and guys like you know coming up is that you know, n number one is our background, but also the continuous trial and error. I'm not saying that the new generation doesn't do trial and error. They do, but it's just, it's different. Where I would never bring out something if I wasn't comfortable enough with, with doing it. Like I would, you know what I mean? The and first it, it, time uh, you do something should definitely not be on fucking TV. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, like, no, let's not, let's not, do, you know, it's, it's a uh, Monday and you see this thing on YouTube and you're like, man, that's cool. I'm going to do, I'm going to do it Wednesday night. <laughs> no, you should not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yep. It's, um, yeah, it's the perspective that I always feel. And, uh, you know, again, like, you know, you and I spoke a lot this week and it's also one of the reasons why in the school that we're opening, like, uh, there's more time BJJ simply because yeah. I want them to have the conditioning, the understanding of like that sort of pain, um, yeah. that sort of footwork and footwork is obviously, you know, you know, as well as I do that without footwork, forget about it. You can have, I, well, and, and also, everything. I, 
I think one, I think that's a great segue to go into uh, the school and let's 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 cover some of that because sure. I, I think it's sure, really yeah. cool. However, uh, you bring up footwork. And mm-hmm. what I was thinking a second ago, too, with the story about Lars is pro wrestling is very unique in the way that like some things can't be explained they have to be experienced they have to be felt you could never put it into words in a way that Mm -hmm. somebody could understand and some of that comes to just the chemistry that exists sometimes between people and it's not explainable and it can happen you know, positive or negative. Some people have mm-hmm. great chemistry right off the bat. Some yep. people just will never have chemistry together. Um, yep. And I think that that's one of those things that like you're talking about, like with, with Lars and, and I didn't see those matches, so I don't know what the chemistry was, mm-hmm. but the, like you just kind of know sometimes you're just sure. like, okay, I could wrestle this person probably you know, every night and it, I don't know if it'll, if it'll ever change. And speaking of which it was, that's the kind of chemistry I saw. Uh, I think it was the first collision, uh, buddy Matthews and Andrade yep. I'm watching it. And I'm going, yep. I can't necessarily, because I was in NXT the same time. Yep. Both these guys yep. don't recall ever seeing them wrestle or whatever, yeah, but that was the first time they ever wrestled each other. First, there time. was just a chemistry with them that like, it had me, I was in from, I'd say like two minutes in, I was they like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to the fridge for anything. No. And you know, I, I think um, Buddy Matthews is. I, I don't think a brick shit appreciate. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. But I don't think people appreciate how good Buddy is. Mm. Buddy has always been seen as the guy that makes others look good. Mm-hmm. But you and I both know that it takes two to tango. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Buddy is just a very. He, he has this ability just because he has so much body control for a guy the size of him. Yeah. That's he pretty, makes pretty fucking everything look fantastic. And yeah. I think Buddy Matthews is, when it comes to the sheer ability and athleticism, I think Buddy Matthews is one of the best in this current era. And right. not because we're in a group, not because he's one of my best friends, but just sure. from a no. pro wrestling standpoint, from being in the ring with him, from, 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 you know, him, him and me have a lot of very similar philosophies in wrestling. Him and me talk a lot, obviously wrestling and, you know, okay. we'll butt heads, but all for the most part, like, you know, we have a very same idea on selling. We have a very same idea on psychology. We have a very same idea of like how to implement what, uh, very detailed. And, um, I, I generally think that, people need to realize how how damn good he is like he yeah. he's really really something unique he's like you know aw is known for having very like you know hyper focused crazy matches uh a lot of content in in, in matches and um yeah you know um and and realistically they did four things and they told the story about an arm and a leg and they yeah. sold and that's yeah. all they did, yeah. right? And I think, yes, and I think that's why it stood out because a lot of things yeah. I feel personally, again, not a knock on anyone, but I feel like a lot of things in, in, in wrestling 
uh, get lost in translation because there's no time to acknowledge. There's no acknowledgement. Uh, there is no, I got punched in the face and three minutes later you're going, oh, this still hurts. Yeah. You know, yeah. it happens. And a second later, we've forgotten about it. And yes. I think that's something that I personally think fundamentally and yeah. wrestling is very wrong. Uh, I again, completely agree. Pulling it to the younger generation, and you know, it's up to guys like us to, you know, obviously also educate and stuff. But there needs to be a willingness to learn, and there also needs to be a platform to, you know, engage in these conversations. Um, and it's sometimes, uh, you know, w- with a hectic day as like television, it's very difficult to sit down with people and like talk to people because everything happens lightning fast. Things change at last minute, so it's really no one's fault. Um, I hope that a lot of people see that match and go, all right, what made it great? Yeah. It's the selling and the story that made it great because there was consistency throughout the whole match. It wasn't just, I'm selling my leg 10 seconds later, I'm running like nothing's happened. And now all of a sudden I get, you know, here we go back to the leg. No, no, no. Even the running was, you know, I, I, I would, I would tie that like, you know, with myself and Tommaso, where Tommaso was, uh, you know, beating the crap out of my leg, I had to find different ways, you know, for instance, the German suplex had to put one leg up to tell the story, you know, I had to do a one-legged German suplex, stuff like that, where it's continuously throughout, and I think that, you know, that needle and thread, that is the part that makes it digestible, because you understand the story from start to finish, and and, and it's translated through the lens of selling, right? Right. And I well, feel and that crazy. I think takes time, and it takes yes. not waste. Not no, I think it takes not wasting your time. So, like when you oh, agree, yeah. when they talk about maximizing your minutes, like I think that some people misinterpret it, and then they're like, okay, well, I gotta get like my hot tag consists of A, B, and C, and I gotta get yeah. A, B, I and get that C in, in yeah. there. Yeah. But it really is maximizing your minutes is doing it's way more nuanced than that. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's doing the selling that other people are glossing over to get to the hot tag stuff to make sure there's enough time on the back end to get it all in. Yeah. And what I think I appreciated the most, and you you maybe put a finger on what it was about that match for me without me knowing it, but was like subconsciously. I didn't, I, I, I could watch it as a fan and that's what I did watch it as. And I think that's because they were doing the little things. Yep. So nothing stuck out. I was able to just lose. I was able to lose my self easily. Like my well, suspend my disbelief. Yes. Bam, I'm there. And it was but like, I, okay. So I Go think ahead. that comes down to the selling part. And I think that, and like, no, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to use a word that I don't mean in an offensive way, but I think you were not insulted by what you're watching in terms of like there was consistency. Yes. Yes. And, yes. and like, I think a lot of times people get you drawn in and out because there's disconnect and there was yeah. no disconnect. And look, when they came backstage and me and Buddy sat down and, you know, what, what we always do, and I've, you know, we've done this since NXT and this is one of the reasons why I loved you know, NXT, and I carry that with me every other company I go to, is we sit down and we go, that was great. What can we do better? Yeah. You know, because that's the only way we're going to make a step up from from that exact moment. It doesn't matter how great it is. What could we have done better? And it's not even because hindsight's twenty twenty. It's because if I get in a similar contextual situation like that, 
the last time I did A, but we all figured out that B was actually more efficient that way. So uh, let's go with B, you know, or like, and even if it, it might be a transitional cell or any of that stuff. Um, I think that for me was the reason why I'm looking at it in a way like this was one of the, one of my favorite matches so far this year. And that's, and there's been fantastic matches uh, overall, but sure. I, I tend to look at wrestling just slightly different, like, you know, and what I, what I like in wrestling does not pertain that other people need to like in our wrestling because you know okay. we all have different tastes and different flavors. I totally agree, and that's why I think the palette that that AEW has is great because it's something for everyone. I think that the palette that WB has is great for everyone because there's mm. something there for everyone, you know. Um, but my palette goes to matches like that, and um, I just thought that they did something um, that I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. Um, and it was just fantastic to kind of be there on the, on, you know, it was the first collision we did. And I will yeah. also say that collision felt very, very good. That first collision, the, yeah. the, the, everything felt great. The yeah. atmosphere was great. Everybody was excited, motivated. And um, it was just a good experience overall. It was a very, very fun day. It translated on TV, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Like I, th yeah. I thought the, the show top to bottom um, felt complete and felt felt good um mm -hmm. and like i said i don't know for me that was match of the night and then yeah really, i get that. it really stuck out to me as just being two pros um yep. and so i gotta i gotta ask then um you know buddy as well as you do and so mm -hmm. like what is it that people fans or whom are like what is it that they're missing what is there to buddy that for whatever reason you know they're they're missing um and like so you guys are in the group in the house of black yeah. and yeah. you guys um and Heyman, you know talked with us back in nxt about mm -hmm. the some of the parts and blah 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 and you you know the song and dance and and i yeah. don't call it song and dance derogatorily like that that you know truly it this is this is real um yeah. obviously brody king is he's the fucking he's the home run hitter he's the he's the 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 muscle um, you and Buddy are similar, but yet you are clearly defined as mm -hmm. something. And I feel like, what is it that, that people aren't getting about Buddy? Like what, what, in your so, opinion, do you think, it's, think it, they're missing? Because you're right. He's got. I mean, there's this fucking you can't you can't you can't make a wrestler on no. a video game and no. you know not come up with Buddy Matthews. I think <laughs> I think that for the most part, name. when it comes when it comes to Buddy, I think it's the and I have to say this delicately without you know like this is this is a form of like, like criticism that I think is usable and also understood by him. I think it's the ability to take a step forward and right. separate himself in terms of like being a, a lead character, right? right? Where I feel like people automatically can flock to me because there's a level of confidence. And don't get me wrong, Buddy has all the confidence in the world. No, he has no I know what you're confident. saying. Yeah, but I, I think that saying. I think that Buddy sometimes um, is in a step where he's like, well, you know, you know, Tom's that guy. I don't yeah. have to be that guy where yeah, I'm like, I totally get it. 
Yes, but and, and I don't think even I don't even think it's deliberate. I just think that Buddy has accepted a part of that for himself. That yes. right now, as of this moment, he's very comfortable in that. And maybe it's pressure. Maybe it's um, maybe he just doesn't want to. Maybe he's very content with how he is because at the same time, he does phenomenal stuff. People talk about him. You know his yeah. his, his his ability to wrestle is great. Um, and and look, even with me saying that. I don't know. Like, I'm like, maybe that's not. Maybe it's just something that you know he um, he's still figuring out for himself. And, and you know that that's the other thing because it's I I, I remember when um, you know when 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 I was the uh, the quote unquote like chosen one you know like in NXT and I did not have a lot of friends because everybody wanted to be the chosen one. You know what I mean? Of so it was like, yeah. I had a lot of people that did not like me because of that. And I was just going like, I'm sorry guys, it's, it's, you know, I, I, yeah. I didn't do anything on purpose. And, yeah. um, but it was just the way that the, that the, that the industry was at the time and what, and what, what the, what the quote unquote machine picked at that time. Yeah. And, and the industry is um, still that way. <laughs> there yeah, are some yeah. petty motherfuckers in yeah, pro wrestling. It, yes. Unfortunately there is. So and, you know, for me, for me, it's like, I'd rather watch the guys that be that, that the industry has picked because it helps me, you know, because it helps me kind of like, okay, you know, it helps me dissect things. Um, and, and like, you know, you and I both know that this is a rotating system throughout everything and no one own, owes anyone anything. And once you're out, the business will be fine. The business will continue. No one's bigger or grander oh, yeah. than the business. None of us are. Yeah, no <clears throat> None of us and I think for me, that's always kept me very level-headed. Now, I will also say, like, I'm, 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 you know, despite what people often think, I'm Dutch. And Dutch people are very sober-minded. Um, so I was never really someone who kind of strayed far from, like, you know, the path when it comes to, like, that's, this stuff. Because at the end of the day, Bob, this all will end. Right. All of this, yeah. all of this, you know, it will, it will, it will die down at some point And it, it's going to go from, from, from cities and 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 bright lights to eventually sitting at home and like wow what a ride you know so i'd rather be remembered as a as a as a guy and i'm sure i'm not going to be remembered by everyone like that because that's just the way it is you you can't be friends with everyone um but i'd rather be remembered as a as as a guy that was like you know down to earth for like you know for the most part um than someone who um was inauthentic because to me you know it, it would be inauthentic to look at myself and go, oh yeah, I'm that guy. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I just can't. And even then I couldn't do it. Um, it was it, just not who I am as a person. Um, so, I think yeah, it's interesting yeah. that you, you say that and you bring up authenticity um, mm-hmm. because part of what I think makes, and I, I don't even call it a gimmick because I know you well enough as a person now to know that like, there's not a lot of gimmick here. There's a lot sure. of Tom. Um, yeah. But what I think is part of, you know, if, if I may critique for a moment, is part of what's gotten you um, such a following is the fact yeah. that, like, your martial arts is technically good. And then there's this other side of you um, with the tattoos and with... Sure. Uh, the music and with it, like these things that don't necessarily go with the martial art, but 
in yep. a in a in a package, there's like synergy yep. between the two. Like it, it fucking works. Yes, you know. I, but yet you don't have to be one to be the no. other. And yes. I think that that's part of what makes you stand out as well. And maybe yep. there in lies a little bit of the difference with you and uh, and I would say I, I mean I guess mm-hmm. Buddy um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> maybe. But not really because I don't think Buddy's like too much of them. I don't. Buddy's not really the martial arts either. He's no. he's more of a, a just a fucking athlete and and a, yeah. a, a oh, yeah. good oh, athlete. It checks unreal. every box. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think yeah. it's a very very good, uh, very honest assessment, and I think that you're definitely on the money with that. Um, I think, I think the biggest part of that is that I think what makes it so appealing to people is that it's three things that should not work together, but they work together. And I think that's always been, you know, like, obviously you, you, you can argue the music and the tattoos. That's clearly something that connects no matter what, but right. then all three of them combined it, it, it on paper, it would be a very odd combination of things. It would, yeah. And especially because I was one of the first ones to, you know, push that out there. I think that's also why, you know, it, it, it made the ball roll. It was one of the reasons why, um, you know, I got signed. It was one of the reasons why, you know, um, a lot of people saw something in me in regards to, like, you know, the characters that I, you know, portrayed, which you're right. A lot of that is, you know, myself, my childhood, um, things that I've experienced and things of like, in, in, in a somewhat darker nature of how I sometimes see society. And um, sure. yeah, you know, and, and I, I think you're very, very, very on the money. Um, and I just, I've been able to market and franchise that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. No, I think that's I mean, a hell, really good nobody, no, nobody can tell you that, that you haven't. Um, <laughs> and in, in that way, like, I think you've really um, done such a masterful job of, infusing your pro wrestling and when i say Mm -hmm. pro wrestling i mean not just the in-ring but the whole presentation with you know who you are who who Mm -hmm. tom actually is whether that is you know you you know malachi black or uh tommy end or whatever you want to call it but like i'm talking you the person Mm -hmm. there's so much of you in it which is makes it even more interesting that you brought up authenticity before mm-hmm. and that that being a, bi- a big thing. And, and I think that that's why it works as well is that like your Thank martial you. arts are authentic, but yeah. the, 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 the let's, we'll call it gimmick. It's authentic too. It's not yeah. a put on, it's not, you know, you didn't no. go, okay, well, fuck, I was this for Halloween one year and I'm going to keep being that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> No, I think it's uh, I think I think it's a very fair point. Um, I, I think it's a great assessment because like it's kind of what I've always felt. Uh, but you and I also know that in in a modern age, I always give this explanation, right? Because I often tell people that like I train or train with, I said, you know, you can you can be an American football character right you put the pads up you put the helmet on you sit down you go hut and you do your thing but somewhere along the way someone's gonna go that's not what football players do what is he doing and it creates a disconnect right yeah 
And it's the same with this, because even though a lot of people don't live my life, have not lived my life, they have an idea of who and what I am because they've seen other people that listen to like black metal and hardcore and like have yeah. tattoos. You know, yeah. you know, especially nowadays yeah. that, that, that quote unquote underground lifestyle has been much more in the open the last 10, 15 years. Um, so they have, an, they have an idea of what it is. And I think in most cases, it fits the idea and I don't have to fake it. I don't have to pretend it because, as you said, it is for a big part uh, who I am and yeah. what my interests are and where I come from. And, 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 and uh, it's the same with like, I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the, a lot of the good gimmicks where like, you know, you have this part of your personality that you might not always agree with or like or fly away from, but it's very usable. Um, mm you as a character have absolutely parts of who you are as a human being. You've always had that because in our conversations, things that you've said, actions that you've, you know, you know, had and, 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 and things about your past, I can see sometimes I could see them come through the lens of promos, come yeah. through the lens of in ring, come through the lens of body language, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think that for a big part, uh, makes a successful uh, want to call it um, so my only fear here is that I'm terrified how Cole is in real life versus uh, you know uh, how we how we meet him with all his insane problems that he does um, <laughs> because this is the joke because like he's such a he's such a nice guy and then he you hear his promise, and you just go, he "Man, he just he just slices people. <laughs> he yeah. just cuts them in half." Yeah, um, you know, um, yeah. No, You're blowing you, his cover. You're blowing his cover. Maybe he's a very mean <laughs> guy. We don't know. Like you know, maybe maybe there's a, yeah. a big dark part of Adam that none of us uh, none of us know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, but like but to to bring up Adam, right? And he, I'm, I'm joking about it, but at the same time, you have guys like him who are just it, it, it i find him to be same as finn i find him like a generational talent yeah right he just has something that is unique and he presents it and then he's also like you know he's a handsome looking dude and yeah. he's really well mannered and he's a fun loving guy but then there's this side of him that just like verbally just slices people and he's yeah. so constant when he does it you know yeah. his promos are so incredible and yeah. his mannerisms with the, the way his eyes form when he does it and you can yeah. just tell that there was something in that guy that a lot of people a lot of us don't know about and i love yeah. i love watching that because it tells yeah. me something about the person that i don't know you know yeah i mean it's interesting to hear that because i've thought many times because i've been privy to many a adam cole promo or um you know performance yes, or whatever and yeah. um i know kind of his cadence his delivery his like kind of go-to's yeah. I, I could i know them however yeah. even though i know them and i can almost predict them before they happen I still believe him every time he does. Because them. he's that good. He's that yes, convincing because he knows how to flip that switch. Right. You know? And that's uh, that's in and of itself a, a fucking talent, you know? And like you said, a, a generational talent. You say generational talent. Um, I think so. So 
who who two parter who were the big influences on you um getting into wrestling and then mm-hmm. like who are you mentioned adam um and you mentioned um didn't you mention somebody else <laughs> with adam i don't remember finn Finn, yes, and Finn. So uh, those are two of our peers, contemporaries, who Mm -hmm. uh, obviously you you hold in high regard. Um, Yes. So two-part question. From back in the day, who was it, if if you got to pick one person, who who got you really in? And uh, then the second part being like the the people today that you think do it uh, the right way in your eyes. So the first one to ever draw me in was Hayabusa. And the reason why is because he somewhat did the same as what I do now. He had like, you know, he had that martial arts background that he implemented. He had some mystique about him. He had some, some mystery elements about him. And then there's a whole part where he became dark Hayabusa, where he had an ultimate character, where he was like corrupted and he was yeah. almost possessed. So now... For a lot of people now, it's starting, starting to make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. I've always had this obsession with like uh, possession, um, you know, whether, whether it's real, whether it's a mental thing. I think it's a very intriguing concept. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the brain can do insane things. And I think for me, that's always played a part with me. Um, I've always been in conflict with, uh, with religion most of my life in my childhood later on and I implemented that in wrestling but in terms of like having a base foundation of people that I was drawn to and have watched their career closely would be like Hayabusa um and yeah and uh there's there's many many more you know I mean no I get it but I'm saying what's what's really interesting to me about that is is that you're I can see the um malachi black character or the character from nxt yeah i can see some hayabusa in there like especially when you talk about like the dark version of his personality um yeah like i almost like the venom to his spider-man yes i kind of i see that i see that so that's, that's really interesting I've always been obsessed with the concept of a good guy turning bad and the motivations behind it. There is a, um, there is a poem that I once read and I've said this before. Uh, there's a poem that I once read and it was based on a psychological study of, uh, the biblical character, uh, Lucifer. And I don't recall the entire poem, but one of the things that I do recall was that the author wrote, do I believe that Lucifer hated mankind and vowed to, you know, ex- like ex- expose his vengeance on, 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 on the heavens, on, on, on his own father? Do yeah. I believe that, you know, that, that, that Lucifer wanted to destroy the entire world and, and, you know, create, do I believe like Lucifer created hell and, 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 you know, and misery and like, 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 you know, do I believe that Lucifer created a, a, a war for souls and all this stuff? Yes, I believe all of that. But firstly, I believe that the only thing that Lucifer was ever guilty of 
was wanting his father's love. And I thought that was such a incredible, powerful thing because it puts something in perspective, right? It makes, it makes it almost understandable that he's so hurt by the rejection of his own father that there is almost, almost as diabolical and evil as we, you know, few someone as like Satan or Lucifer, whatever you want to call it, that there is almost a human-like side to it yeah, as a character arc where there's where, where there's room for redemption, right? Yeah. yeah, and I've always been obsessed with that idea. So when I pitched the idea for Alistair to 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 Hunter, and it was based on like you know a lot of the Tommy End stuff, I said the idea that I have is what if you know Lucifer was cast out and he fell down, and on his way down he smacked on the you know, and he woke up and he had no idea who he was, but he knew he did something awful, but he couldn't put his finger on it. And he, he knew that he did something so heinous, so bad, that no matter what he did, he has this quiet urge to redeem himself, but he doesn't know why. And that's the conversation me and Hunter started having about with, with, with the Alistair character. And if wow. you tie my characters back, it all comes down to that one poem where I love the arc of the bad guy having a redeeming quality because we don't think about the redeeming quality. We don't think about the motives because what right. we're presented with is an archetype that's evil. Right. But we don't realize what brought him to the table of being evil. What makes someone evil? You know, yes. what, what, what is the evil? You know, like yeah. to, to give you a very ex extreme example and you know, the, 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 you know, uh, terrorists don't wake up in the morning and go, we're the bad guys. You know what right. I mean? That's, that's, that's not how they wake up because everybody right. feels in their own way that they're, their cause is dust. Exactly. Yes. Yep. So those things have always intrigued me with how viewpoints are made between good and evil when we ourselves yeah. are subjected to the, the situation that we're brought into in terms of what is good and evil, right? right. It's a perspective for the most part. And of course, exceptions to the rule, you know, we, we, we know what's, what, what's absolutely awful and what is not absolutely right. awful. You know, we, may, right. we, can, we know that difference. But when it comes to like archetypes like that, I um, I always like I thought that was fascinating. Um, I'm diverging from your question very, very bluntly. No, no, because this is a, such an interesting conversation to because I feel like, and then when it comes to pro wrestling terms, and let's go back yeah. to your Alistair Black character, like it almost gets to a point where, as a fan you don't even necessarily need that information or explanation, but it's imperative for you as a performer yes. Yes. to know that that is your motivation because that is going to be the linchpin to all of the decisions you make going exactly. forward. Why That's did you go awesome. left yeah. at this turn instead of yeah. right? Well, because yeah. of this and you as the performer need to know that that's that's yep. imperative information yep. for you and the you know the fan the voyeur the the, the watcher of this you know they it, it, it's cool if they might know some of this stuff but they almost don't need to no but it, it is it is necessary for me to make decisions yes you know what i mean that's and, so interesting to me yeah um, wow wow yeah i never knew that uh going all the way back and like i i just think about the uh the character arc that I've seen you, because you you've you've been a very similar character mm -hmm. since I've known you. Yeah. Um, to you know, and like I said before, 
it's authentic. I think there, I think there's a lot of you in it. Like, I don't necessarily think I'm seeing a, a, a total character, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, it's, uh, it's interesting. That explains a lot. That really explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, um, like, I, I think it goes without saying that a lot of people realize that the way I approach that part of professional wrestling goes beyond what you know the the average individual will do with characters because it's also something I'm very known for. Um, yeah. That's, know, that's some of why people have such a love for you, too. Yes, but is also that? the flip side is also the reason why people, why some people have an absolute hatred for me because they feel <laughs> sure. it's, too, it's too theatrical, which, you know, yeah. you know it's, it's, it's whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, it's whatever. It, the, the cool thing for me is when I see fans make videos on it and they, they, they try, to, try to dissect it or they, like, make these, like, oh, this is why he said this and, like, this is why he put this on in his Instagram account and this picture means – and. Um, I brought this up in several interviews. And I always have to bring it up. There's this one dude, um, I think his name is Lori, who made this video on the legend and lore of Malachi and Alistair Black. And he was so spot on. And it was just a testament to that what it is that I was doing was working in terms of like the interaction that I want from fans. Because I didn't want to just create like a body of work for people to go, oh, good matches. I want people to go down 50 years down the line and go, wait. Why was he wearing red that one time? And what happened exactly? Hey, the same thing happened again when he was wearing red. What what was that? You know? So mm-hmm. I like to do stuff like that that gives people a little bit more to like unwrap. Yeah, dissect it. And yeah. it's storytelling. And and that's you know, for some people being fans of the industry, it's um, you know, it's it's a thing to do on Monday nights. And for other people, it's mm-hmm. scouring the internet. It's you know, knowing everything. They get. So like, why not, um, why not cater to, to both? And especially yeah. when like your creativity is being uh, stimulated by yes. this as well. Like, Absolutely. I, I think at Absolutely. the end of the day, we're all looking for a place to pour our creativity as, 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 wrestlers, as performers, Absolutely. as whatever, Absolutely. you know, yeah. which I think is so frustrating which I think is why it's so frustrating as a performer at times when you're in a scenario where like you're doing your job, but your job is, you know, you're not being able to get some of that creativity out and it gets stymied. And then that's where you, you know, that's where frustration comes from. For anyway, sure. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, but, Cause you're just trying to get your art out. Like the yes. worst thing for an artist is to be, um, you know, to, to be yeah. stifled, yes, yeah. to, to not be able to get their art out to the yeah. world. Yeah, because it feels like you're 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 missing out on something. You you feel like no, I want to show this to the world. Like like you know, I I need I I can't I can't I can't finish writing my book if I don't get this out. You know, and I will. T- so I listened to uh, uh, Fergal was actually on Corey Graves' podcast this mm-hmm. week or last week, whatever. I listened to it a couple of days ago, and one of the things he talked about was spoke to that and it was about um you know kind of the evolution of the demon and then when it started in japan and blah 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 and he said like a very similar thing of, of like he said sometimes i get to a place where like i feel like i almost become obsessed with until i can get this out of me <laughs> and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but yeah. I, it, it's out. And the important thing yeah. is that I get out of me. So it's not yeah. in here anymore. It might fail. It, it might fly, but it's out. I need to get it out. And I just, yeah. I really, I related to that. And I thought it was a very interesting way of uh, kind of 
how to put that too. Yeah, no, I think it's a very accurate description. Um, part two of your question, um, <laughs> Seth Rollins. Okay. I okay, please that, indulge because I've brought up Seth a few times. Yeah, yeah. I think that Let's a lot it. of people don't understand how much of an MVP he has been. I have learned a ton from working with Seth when I when when we were in the pandemic era and even before that, right before he kind of like shut down and stuff. Uh, the conversations that I would have with him, the advice that he would give me, and just like his perspective on like the way he does his promos and the way he puts it in his head and he how, how he comes up with stuff and just like giving me these questions every week he would give me questions. He's like, I want you to answer them, and I would have to sit down and think about it. And like I don't think that people realize how incredibly good this dude is and how consistent of a fantastic fantastic wrestler he has been over spanning over decades you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure like he he's the man and like you know like you know like i have a lot of love for roman because of you know the the road he's traveled i think he's i think the bloodline stuff is probably some of the best storyline wrestling that we've we've seen oh my god it's so it's so compelling it's so good i'm sure that Heyman has his hands in that as well because he's fine storytelling um but when it comes to seth not only is his in ring just phenomenal his mic skills are great. His mindset is great. His consistency, because that is the most difficult part about this business, is consistency. Um, consistently on TV, consistently in the spotlight, consistently on that upper echelon tier. And even when you you know get moved into a lower tier, you still make stuff important enough for people to look at you in that upper echelon um, That's level of performance. That's and, very accurate. Yeah, to give and, him a secondary title, and he still will make he'll make the best lose. Right, he doesn't lose anything. No, he is absolutely incredible, and he's you know he's he's created some of the most iconic moments in the modern day uh, wrestling yeah. era, and has had has had such an array of characters, and even like now looking at you know coming out with the funky suits and stuff like that that all started with like you know the buddy matthew buddy murphy and my storyline and all that stuff and like having having the authors of pain around him where he was coming out in in like this cult leader type suit style and like it just you know you see his evolution with it and it's just it's just cool you know and i agree it, it's, it, it takes a lot to be that consistent but also to be consistent in a way that you keep changing Yes. Slow enough yep. for people to still be engaged. And that's really so good at it's you know? to to me it's it's layers and to see him come up from the you know the guy in Ring of Honor as Tyler Black and then we all kind of you know he was kind of the chosen one and, and everybody knew like oh yeah he'll probably get a shot but to see how much that character morphed into who he became in WWE and then yep. when he went up to the main roster he had become this other thing and then the Shield and all that stuff but. This last like two year run, I to me, just when you thought there was no other layers, he, he comes created out three more. Yeah, and it, and that to me is what was so impressive is his his willingness and his commitment to like squeezing out like every last drop 
mm-hmm. literally of what's there as opposed yeah. to like, you know what? I fucking this I got all the juice from this. Like he yeah. found more juice. I don't know where I but he found yeah. it. And yeah. that's what's been so incredible to me. Um so yeah, Seth, I I 100% agree and um I don't want to change the subject from Seth, but I will say the other one who I think has done a very similar thing has been Sami Zayn. Without a doubt. Yeah. What, what, like, th- that's very similar sort of like he was at this place where it was like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's not El Generico anymore. I didn't know he had this in him. And then he comes out with this whole other thing that you're like, oh, fuck, I definitely didn't know he had that. And he just keeps on getting better and better yeah. and better and more convincing. And it's just more fun to watch him. And I think, I think Sammy is the epitome of like, hey, don't take yourself too serious. And, oh, and, God, and, yeah. and he and he makes it work so incredibly well because he's such a professional. And yeah. I just I yeah, no, he um yeah. I I think we all thought that like him going to NXT as like, you know, as Sammy Zayn, not as El Generico would have been like, ooh, I wonder how this is gonna and then he just knocks on. Yeah. I didn't, not even, not even, there was not even like a hint of no, he all, all doubt gone. Yeah. He does it. No, and he no stumble it just, whatsoever. No, nothing. Yeah. no, no stuttering. Boom. Does it. No and that, stumble. That speaks to the testament just... of like his confidence and his ability and um, just his adaptability. It's, he's, I think it's it, authenticity too. Yeah. I, I think he's, I, you know, I would use that with him as well. He's a very, authentic person i think who you yep. who you see there is a good portion of who he is um and he's not ashamed to be who he is he's he's unashamed he's uh i'm gonna say this i'm not gonna pronounce this word correctly and for uh, a guy with a bachelor's in english like i'm, I'm I probably shouldn't <laughs> do this but he's um unashamedly <laughs> Which is not, not bad, an not bad, not word. Bad. Uh, himself, words now. He is, Whatever. Yes, yes. I can <laughs> do that because, because my name is on the podcast. So this okay. is, if Fair there's enough. any place I can get away with it, it's here. <laughs> and this might be the only place I can get away with it. In well, fact, today we've, it definitely we've at least established that that word now means something. Yes. It's it legit means something. Word. What it means, we don't it fucking exists. know, but Sami Zayn is it. Is himself like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've, we've figured out a lot here. How are babies made? Anybody you know, huh? Anybody know? How let's uh, before we get off, let's uh, dive into uh, oh, <laughs> before we get off, Frank, watch your mouth. Good choice of words, oh, Frank. I know what you're going to do after this. I already had to. I'm good, dirtbag. <laughs> All right. Before Lay it on me. Let's, let's knock this part out. Lay it on me. Sorry. Uh, I got to grow up. Nah. We're in the wrestling business. No one ever grows up. <laughs> we pretend to fight in our underpants. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead, Frank. No, we want to segue into um, the Jimmy starting up here. Okay. Yeah. We yeah, can. We can yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's touch upon that. Um, go ahead, Bobby. No, yeah, the, the let's go there. You're uh, so you're opening the so the gym is not opened yet. Uh, you no. did mention before you're you're gonna do pro wrestling, mm-hmm. Muay Thai, yes, 
Um, what what else is in BJJ? BJJ. Okay, so you're gonna have BJJ there. Shoot. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have always loved teaching. Um, I've always loved instructing people before, like, uh, being fully submerged as a uh, full-time pro. I was a trainer, uh, you know, more physiotherapy type, uh, situation. I, I worked in rehabilitation, um, anywhere from like, uh, workplace accidents and, um, you know, very horrendous accidents and making people go, you know, finding a way to kind of cope with, you know, with, with all of it, rebuilding strength and stuff like, stuff like that. And, um, I've always, I've always found a lot of like joy in having people that came in and they could barely, you know, bear the light of the, of, of, of the gym because it was too bright because of the accidents that they had and the head injury had to like walking out 28 weeks later, being able to pull off pretty 15 off the ground. You know what I mean? Like that's something that I, right. I love that. I love progression. Um, so we started, uh, this concept of the gym started when we started like building our new house. And I told my wife, I said, I want a place where I can train and teach people. And I want to create a concept where I can implement all the different things that I feel have made me um, who I am and have brought me what, you know, brought me the levels that I've been to and, and still is. Um, and I want to start like, you know, showing that to other people, but I want to do it in a way that it's not like, Hey, pay me $50 and I'll teach you how to do springboards. You know, that there's a system. Like I really want people to go through a system and, um, we will do classes. We will do courses. We will do a lot of things. If you want to just do Muay Thai, you can, my, my personal Muay Thai coach, Simon, who you, you know, you're very acquainted mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. um, we'll be starting to teach Muay Thai um several days a week he's also kind of like looking to open uh sorry looking to like start his own uh, group up again because he used to like coach like uh championship fighters and stuff so he wants to you know start that back up um and you know eric stevens uh who you probably know like eric eric stevens uh he's actually a very really well uh rounded uh, bjj guy nowadays so he's and to teach, yeah, teach. I didn't know that about DJ. Eric. Oh yeah, dude, oh, he's very he's, cool. Man. He's in, he's an incredible shape if you look him right. Like he's he looks. Oh yeah, yeah. I I saw him not too long ago. Uh, <laughs> we were on the same uh, independent show. Um, yeah, and he, if you didn't, um, it, you know, you you could look at him and not realize it's him. I mean, he, yes. he not that so he looked clean. bad before, but just oh. yeah, just be he's very he's very lean. Shredded shredded, shredded. Yeah. And, uh, uh, i had no idea the bjj yep. stuff that's uh good yep. for him that's great yep. so he'll, he'll teach pro wrestling and bjj with me my wife will teach pro wrestling and um you know we'll uh we'll both kind of like begin a level of muay thai will be done by me and my wife too and uh the more advanced stuff is all done by simon yeah um okay. so awesome. yeah you know like and, and it's just a concept where i wanted to like you know partially influenced by the performance center uh, because I feel it's a system that works really, really well uh, yeah. with with the correct discipline. Um, yeah. I I don't want people to come and hang out. I want athletes, and I want yeah. even if you're not an athlete, I want you to become an athlete. That's why I don't say I train pro wrestlers. I train athletes because that's yeah. what we are. So I approach it as such. So I will also work with uh, rehabilitation in the future. Uh, we're getting cold plunges. Um, 
I am working with one of my uh, one of my personal uh, um, uh, physiotherapists uh, to kind of set up a schedule for rehabilitation as well. You know, I'm just trying to implement as much as I can in a way that I feel is professional and is what this business needs. Um, I still think that the grind is needed. I don't think that it should be as simple as just coming in and running the ropes. No, I want people to really walk out of there thinking, I learned something. I learned a craft. I learned a skill. And yeah. you might find, you might find as you're in the school that, you know, you wanted to be a pro wrestler, but all of a sudden you go, you know what? I really like Muay Thai a lot more. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know? Or yeah. you're, you come in for Muay Thai, you see pro wrestling, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to give that a go too. And yeah. I just want people to be inspired and influenced and train hard and be proud that they put the work in and be yeah. proud that they have the discipline. Um, I had a fun conversation today and like um, one of my friends was like, well, are you going to make people clean? I'm like, yeah, damn right. I'm going to make people clean because I used to scrub my own dojo. You know, my teachers made yeah. me clean the dojo and it's not like, it's not, a, it's not, it's not like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a bad thing. And when no. I say, I mean, more along the lines of if you use your equipment, please wipe it down kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, I, I see that a lot of times like in public gyms where like I see people work out and they just jump off the bench and the bench is all like sweaty and stuff. And I'm like, are you really yeah. not clean that? Yeah. Because it tells me a lot about your attitude. It tells me there a lot about go. how. Yes. Yeah. And 100%. I want, yes. I want people to have the, the, the respect for the environment that they're in. That yeah. something as that, as simple as it is, mm -hmm. is implemented naturally, you know, because when once you get on a certain level the smallest things will give you progression and it sounds incredibly weird but i think bobby you're gonna understand what i'm saying even something as little as automatically cleaning your equipment putting your stuff away uh, making sure that there's no mess stuff like that will help you in your career as crazy as yeah. that because it's a mindset that you develop yes. uh, where you care for details and you care yep. for um, finishing stuff the mm -hmm. right way. And yeah. that's why, and that's what I want to bring back. And um, I, I, like I said, I want athletes and I'm going to create athletes. And that's, that's, that's really where like my passion is. And I like, look, I've always said this. I've never been Mr. Mr. Muscles. I've never been that way, but I was always a good athlete. I was always, yeah. my conditioning was good. My striking was good. I made sure that at least like, I, you know, I looked decent and like, 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 like I ate good. And I, you know, I, I took care of myself when right. it came to that. You can be the smallest or biggest individual in the world. And you can also be 6'5", 290 pounds. But the guy I want or gal or person that I want is the guy that gasses out but gets right back up and tries to make the finish line. I don't yeah. care that you can make the finish line. I want you to yeah. try because you either have character or you don't. Right. You know, it's the I, way you do one. The way yes. you do one thing is the way you do everything. Yes. I, I like I can't I can't teach you to have resilience. I can I can yeah. I can make it better. You know, I can, I can right. train you to have more of it, but I can't give it to you. You, you have to right. have that tenacity. You have to be able to say, I'm not going to make it, but I'm not going to stop trying. You know, that's well. And I, th I think as a teacher, right? you have to present your student with the right circumstances. And when yes. I say teach your student, like, I mean, you could even, you can unplug and, and plug back in like parent child, like you need to provide them with 
the situation where they can develop it on their own and they yeah. either choose to develop it or they choose not to develop yes. it, but it yes. is a conscious choice yes. either way. Yes, because no. it, it truly well, is. So so being an effective teacher is is not you know cleaning up the gym for them. It's no. giving them the opportunity to clean up um, and then for them to learn to find the value in cleaning up after yourself. And like yes. it is, it's it's the human need for progress. It is a yes. human exactly. need. It, it is in our DNA that if we don't see progress, you know, inmates in, in prison find a routine where there's some progression and they get yes. through their 10-year bid or whatever it may be. It, progress is imperative to the human condition. And that, that's, I think, what, yeah. you're, what you're, yes. you're, uh, you're touching on. Absolutely. That's 100% yeah. you're on the, on, on the dot. Yeah. Completely yeah. on the dot. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I think it's why I hate when, uh, God, I can't stand it when I see people leave the shopping carts in the parking lot. Of the oh my store. God. It's the worst, isn't it? It's the, I don't eat and I'll worst. accept, I'll accept it going back to the, the stations. I'll accept that. But Truth be told, it still bothers me a little bit. Bring it back to the goddamn store. Yeah, you already, you already bring made it that, all right? the way. Like push that extra three feet. Yeah, yeah, we learned that in kindergarten. You get you know, a toy, you play with it, you bring it back. Yeah. You know what's the worst one? Where you're pulling into a parking spot, and then oh. there's a cart on your parking spot at the at the end. It's like, like yeah. really, you know. But no, but you know, all jokes aside. That is the exact reason as to why. That's the exact mentality because I want to prevent that because, again, I want people to see the value of these little things. I want people to see the value of, you know, having respect for, like, small stuff like this because it will aid you in the long run. And it's the people who oh. neglect this stuff that, for the most part, will, you know, you can, you can, my, my, the, the argument made here is that you will, you can reach success no matter what way you go. Yeah, but it comes to a point where you're going to either have more success or you stagnate and it, it, you never realize when you stagnate, but you will realize when there's more progression to be made because you implemented all these small things, because now your mindset works in that same way as the same reason as to why you wipe down your equipment, because you start looking for how yeah. can I, what can yeah. I, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the difference between having, you know, all the success and having success and yeah. i uh you know i often tell people like you know especially with this gym is going on and like you know i don't i don't i don't really i don't i don't subscribe to a lot of stuff i keep to myself with a lot but the one thing i will care about is when i close my eyes for the very last time on this world and it will happen it will happen to all of us yes am i going to go to sleep feeling like i tried literally every single thing that I could, or am I going to go to sleep going, ah, I should have done, I could have. What if yeah. I would, and I don't want that ever. So yeah, that's why the small thing all the time. That. that makes sense. That makes yep. total sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, shit. I don't know, man. The school sounds great. What What kind of a time frame? So I'm thinking? hoping it's, 
start running trial classes at the end of this month. And my trial class, yes, by trial, I mean like, hey, guys, there's an open workout on Monday Mm -hmm. night between nine, sorry, between six and nine, drop 25 bucks, you can come train. Yeah. Advanced wrestlers only. And I'll have, I'll have separate years of like, you know, six months to three years, sorry, six months to five years, you're a beginner. Uh, Six years to 10 years, you're, I wouldn't say pro, but you're, 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 yeah. you're, you're experienced. Um, yeah. and, then there's, and then there's television, television talent. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so I would say, hey, beginners, uh, six months till five years, come on down, 25 bucks, training the cool. like You know, and then yeah. kind of, like, you know, we'll do, we'll do a block of two hours of pro wrestling, two hours of Muay Thai. And a week later, we'll do an hour of BJJ, two hours of strength and conditioning, one hour of pro wrestling. Uh-huh. And that's kind of like, and I'm just going to kind of point and see as to like, okay, how is this going to work? How is this yeah. going to, you know? I think so, I think it's important, and, and I'm definitely not speaking from a place of experience when it comes to this, but like, I think it's important for you to approach it as like, okay, it's a process, you know, yeah, just like figuring out what's yeah. going to be in like your, you know, your repertoire as a pro wrestler, like. It's yep. a process. You don't, you, yep. you know, like I said, the super kick on paper, I, I wanted it, but, uh, you know, yep. in application, it didn't cooperate. There's so bound to be 10,000 changes. And that's also why I'm starting with trial classes. Cause that yeah. will give me a lot of like feedback and a lot of yeah. data as to what will work and yeah. what will not work. And so, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I, um, that's great. I'm, I'm just very excited. Like my yeah, wife, I would be I, too. You know, it's a, it's a cool process. And like I said, man, you're more than welcome to come and, and hang and, and, you know, teach a class and like, you yeah, know, I would be, love be, to be a speaker and stuff like that. And just, you're going to be you know? where you said you're closer to Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I guess at this point, like when is the podcast coming out? Um, Wednesday. This one? Wednesday. Okay. This I guess I can say at this point we're in Plant City. We're based in Plant City, which is right between Orlando and Tampa, but more closer to Tampa. Okay. Gotcha. So it's it's like it's about an hour and depending on traffic, it's like an, between an hour and ten and an hour and twenty drive from Orlando, and it's about forty minute drive from Tampa. So it's okay. You know, I mean, yeah. if I, I had something like that back a day, and I only had to drive like an hour and twenty, I'd be there yeah. every day. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get it. It, it really comes down to you know what people want and. We, we spoke about like you know where you lived and like i said like you know you said like oh it's two hours away and i said like for the average human being two hours i'll come by not, tonight i'll see you later you know? yeah not for wrestlers what do you yeah. want for lunch <laughs> exactly i'll come yeah. drop it by ah, no no yeah. Yeah. Driver, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right well well this is um, an honor and a privilege yeah, yeah. Man, I appreciate you guys. guys. Yeah, so I gotta say, then <clears throat> outside of the school, what do we got going on? I mean, obviously AEW. You got um, Wembley Stadium is when? Yep. Is that the next big uh, one? For you guys? Oh, okay. Don't so you got some next... some stuff in between now. Yeah, there. there's some stuff in between. Yeah, so it's, okay, yeah, cool. It's next thing. So we got some, we got some, we got some cool stuff lined up. You know, yeah. like. Know, collision seems like going the right way and yeah yeah no is that where you guys are doing most of, is that mostly I where house of black is be, right now well i requested to be strictly on collision 
Oh, okay. Nice. Because I don't want people to get the pick. It's like, no, Saturday night, I get to see the House of Black. That's what I want. Because if I give you the option for Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, you're going to go, eh, it doesn't really matter. I'll tune in yeah. and they'll, they'll be there. You know? And I don't want to lose the, the, the polish. So, Yeah. Well, I, I think that's uh, sound logic. And uh, I, you would I think, think it's more than anything, it's, it's important to have, you know, like I had said before, for you as the performer to know the motivation. But it's almost like the, the reason doesn't even need to be known, but that like you have a reason for your decision making. So there's yep. conviction there. And that's, that's imperative, I think. The conviction is the most important part. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, my friend, I look forward to part two of Throwing Hands. Well, uh, we'll do it. Uh, we'll, yeah, do it yeah. we'll do it in a much cooler surrounding this time. So. All right. Well, <laughs> you let me know when that place is operational. And uh, mm-hmm. I will, like I said, I will make the trip two hours of nothing for, yeah. for guys like us. And so that's a, that's a grocery trip for us. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do that for coffee. Yeah, there we go. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for having me, man. This is a lot yeah. of fun. Thank uh, you. I had a thank blast. You. I did, like I the fact that it's an hour and a half, I didn't even feel like an hour and a half. It was yeah. a great conversation. Yeah, so, uh, yeah it was awesome. a lot of fun, man. Thank you for coming on. I, Absolutely. I really and um, I mean, at, at the moment, like tomorrow. But hey, happy fourth. And um, yes, sir. You too. We yeah. uh, we shall uh, we shall engage in conversation soon enough. Yes, sir. And please tell you, uh, how is your, actually, how is your wife feeling after that bump? She was in the gym this morning, fucking training legs, like a mat. She came back last and a half hour flight, came home, started unpacking her stuff, barely any sleep. I made her food, sat on the couch. We fell asleep on the couch because we were both just exhausted, woke up. And within 20 minutes, she was in the gym working out legs like a crazy person. Wow. She wow. wow. Then she had fissure therapy. She was on the bench getting goddamn tortured. Um, oh, I mean, that's also an un- un- unfortunate, but it will be due. And she's been unboxing all afternoon uh, because, we're, like I said, we moved into the new house. Right. Like yeah, we've that's been a process and, in and of itself. Oh my god! Yeah, we've been uh, we've been working like crazy. Um, it feels like it's never. I feel like I I clear five boxes and like twenty more appear or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, she's uh, she's a, she's an absolute monster, man. So tomorrow she'll be right back and like you know we're in the ring and stuff like that now as well. Uh, she'll sure. be right on the mat doing her stuff, uh, doing her, working out. So like she's she's unstoppable. Absolutely. Good for wow. her. Wow. Oh yeah. Good for her. Well, that's perfect. Yeah, man. Well, guys. Thank you, sir. Good luck Thank with everything. Thanks awesome. again. Thank you, guys. And uh, yeah, like I said, well, Bobby, we'll uh, we'll talk and we'll. Uh, yes, we'll make please, it. of course. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that stuff we talked about earlier in the week. Like I'm, uh, I'm itching. Let's do it, man. Yes, sir. Ready? Just come on down. We'll we'll try everything out. Yes, sir. We'll we'll be fine. (laughs) That that works for me. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Take care. That's D Scott. That's me. Still D Scott. I still am. I'm one half the Demi Boys, Francois de Bouvier. Wow. <laughs> wow, I, you got fancy on us. 
Yeah, I got all bougie. Yeah. BobbyFishApparel.com. Get your official merch. I'm being so fancy. Official look at it. I got the Demi Boy shirt. We got the the nod to our old to our alma mater. So the alma mater. The alma miss alma mater. You gotta, get a, you gotta get a shirt made up of like you like a caricature of you with your bald ass head. Yes. There I we don't go. Know why, but I don't know why either. Why not? <laughs> I don't either. I it's like no pun intended, it's grown on me. Like I love it right now. I the love bald, having no the hair. bald Bobby. Gotta yeah, love it. I really love it. I really do. I really love it. I, I mean, know, and Kurt, maybe I won't love it forever. But like right now, yeah, I'm all about it. Listen, and for continuity of the show, I'm not shaving my head. Sorry, not doing it. <laughs> no, well, not gonna do know. it. You can just wouldn't be prudent. Not gonna do it. Not gonna <laughs> do it. Wouldn't be prudent. All right, all right, Frank. What 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 do you got left in a in your brain? Anything? My brain, nothing. Excellent. That's that's exactly how I like it. Then you know the rest. Say goodnight, Bobby. Good night, Bobby.